watch Survivor And when the show ends You really wanna talk about it With like-minded friends It might be hard to find some But don't you shed a tear Check out the Purple Rock Podcast And this is what you'll hear John will make some dumb jokes And he likes to yell and curse And if they're not available The backup posts are so much worse Spend the whole time being jerks Telling you you're wrong And so we got this other jerk To sing you our theme song It's the Purple Rock Survivor Podcast Welcome to the Purple Rock Survivor Podcast. This week we are talking episode 7 of Survivor 45. I am John. My co-host is Andy. And Andy is in what I can only assume is a national day of mourning for our neighbors neighbors in the north. Um, Did you pour out some maple syrup for your guy, Andy? Just the streets are filled with people in toques saying sorry to each other. The local Timmy's have a sign up for him. Double double for Caleb. <laughs> oh. I mean the first thing is probably true. One. I'm guessing the streets are filled with people on Tuke saying sorry to each other, but that's just because they pass by and maybe slightly brushed up against each other. Probably right. not about it this TV show, but still. Tough, right. tough tight, tough day. You know, we actually do have a national day of mourning, like literally on Saturday, but that's a different thing. Uh well, you know, they can wrap two things in yeah it's it's just coincidental timing yes so when i wear that poppy it will also be about this oh see i was thinking the day of morning was for that guy that ran across the country i know you guys are big on him yeah you, this will shock you but he didn't do it in november <laughs> really <laughs> coward <laughs> um <laughs> anyway uh let's talk some survivor how do you it. feel about this episode? It, it's, it feels like that's a question that we ask, but it just, it it feels so unnecessary. I know how you feel about this episode, but it's okay. I want you, this is a safe space. Get your feelings out, buddy. How uh, you doing? All right, so you remember like six episodes, the premiere, I came on here and I'm like, I fucking hated that, right? And that's where I was. Yes. And then I took a week off. And since then, I've been, you know, like bright-siding it. And like, this isn't so bad. No, no, no. We're back to the the old place, the dark place. The, the bad old times. This this thing fucking sucks. This season sucks. This episode sucks. Uh, life maybe sucks. It's just not good. It's not good and it's dumb and I hate it. I appreciate you reading from your live journal. Um, it was very brave of you to share that with the class. Uh, I myself had mixed feelings about this one. Um, because after this episode... Nearly a third of the cast that's left just annoys me. Yep. Though, to be fair, before the start of this episode, exactly a third of this cast annoyed me. So I guess the percentage did like slightly decrease a bit. I just, I don't know. Also, you know, the Caleb stuff aside, which sucks and we will go more into that. But I just found a lot of what happened in this episode fucking baffling from a strategic standpoint just a lot of things went down that it's like i i was so confused and you know i think you and i share the like belief that not many of these people are very good at survivor and i think that was kind of on full display tonight uh even your boy had some uh 
some missteps tonight, although we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like when I get back to the like why I was down on this show to start with. And I think, you know, then they, you know, threw on a NBA quoting like Canadian and it just kind of papered over a lot of it. But like, yeah. what's been good? You know, like he was fun, um, but it's a bunch of dummies doing dumb stuff in an era of Survivor that throws dumb stuff at them. Like, we haven't really spent any time, including with him, by the way, like praising gameplay at all. And for a while, it's like, hey, man, that's pre-merge. What are you going to do? And there's these idiots quitting left and right and all this. But, yeah, now, like, that's the thing. Like, yes, did I lose uh, the guy, you know, that I was having fun calling my favorite player of all time? Yeah. But what's replacing him, man? Like, there's there's nobody that I'm, like, give a shit about. Um, It's a problem, you know? And that was true while he was in the game. It just didn't matter. It's like, hey, if this is just going to be a season of, like, one person killing it, I've always enjoyed those more than the average Survivor fan, right? Um, But clearly it wasn't. I mean, this guy went, like, the past three tribal councils he went to, he was in dire danger every time. Um, (laughs) So it was like he was killing it. And now we're just stuck with, yeah, like, a bunch of annoying people. You say the percentage has changed. I'm not sure how that worked because, yeah, we lost one annoying person, but we lost one non-annoying person. So I I don't know math. Maybe it's just because of the reduction in numbers. There you go. There's a high percentage of annoying people. The people that aren't annoying, not one of them made a decision that I could, like, support. At best, their decisions would be like, well, I mean, I guess it was fine. And we'll get into all of those. Topped off with all of, like, you know, the the modern survivor lunacy of, like, why can't people ever just, like, have an idea of the people that they're around and thus make plans with those people? Like, so much of it just is determined by random draw and you know god bless the contestants for both pointing that out but trying to you know not complain about it because what are you going to do frankly i didn't plan on complaining about it tonight um because it's like what are you going to do right it it gets old but the more you think about it's like that's everything that came down tonight it's just because this this concentration of six people had this concentration of people and that other concentration of six people had that concentration of six people. And, right. you know, we can we'll sit here and discuss who did the right thing, and who didn't. But like, what does it matter? What is the right thing? What is real? What is anything? And I think part of it, too, is, you know, I don't really want to get into the whole complaints of the structure either. But really, there's the one thing that bothers me is that one of the ways that survivors can show that they're good at the game is like navigating these like big vote phases, right? When you've got a, you've got like 12 people left in the game and you've got to get enough votes to get at the very least a plurality. Honestly, it's usually a majority, but you know, maneuvering into those groups can be interesting to see how like they, they swim in those waters, right? Versus yeah. later on in the game, they're going to have a different um, set of, constraints that they're working with but like working within a big group is an interesting survivor skill you know sometimes it plays out in a very boring way and it's just like okay well here's the seven that we're always going to be the seven and they're just going to take out their target it's going to be easy but sometimes it works out that people have to like corral these crazy alliances where like i'm picking up this person and this person and yeah we can kind of work together for this vote because we have a common enemy whatever And I think we're deprived of that by like just randomly grouping up these people that are merged now. So, yeah, I mean, obviously the results of this one kind of suck, but 
just as a general concept, I'm not a fan of it. I, I can more easily tolerate the like weird pseudo merge thing than I can this. Like yeah, they're at least everybody's now. voting, you know? A bunch of people have immunity, but yes. everybody's voting. And so what I would say is like in in this case, like you could even do two immunities. Fine. But still have everybody able to vote for each other. <laughs> like it just I don't like the artificial construct of like, oh no, now you're, you know, I think this whole thing from probes is that like, oh, there's nowhere to hide. Like, okay. Sure there is. And I guess. If you're randomly assigned to people who are already kind of with you, then you can like, and that's, he likes to play that. And it's like, this is a great challenge and you have to be on your toes and all of that. But how often is it that the person who gets like swapped into bad situations ever really gets their way out of it? Right. I don't think it's very often because it's like, hey, us three know each other more than those three do. So we'll impose our will on this situation or sometimes it's four and there's two. And it's just like it's actually less interesting. Thank you. But it's just like because, yeah, two people were removed. Happy about one, not happy about the other. I can criticize both like, you know, the, the flaws that the people did. But at the same time, it's like, but would that have been a flaw if not for this completely artificial structure? And what it ends up being is a second swap. And we already talked about how second swaps suck. (laughs) Like swaps themselves tend to suck for somebody. And it's just kind of the cost of doing business, right? That like it's the game needs to be shuffled and somebody will be a sacrifice to the survivor gods, right? But then you do it again later in the season. It's like, well, congratulations, Survivor. You sacrificed the most interesting person of the season. And I don't think that's just an opinion I have. I think it's an opinion the show has. Yeah, I mean, looking at the rest of this cast, which I I did after this episode ended, because, you know, like you, I I wasn't quite as um, gung-ho for Caleb as you were, but that's, you know, because you set the bar high. Um, But looking around, I mean... I like Katura. I just, I don't see a win for her. No, she's dead her, in the water. I needed her to take out Bruce in a way that's entertaining. Like, I want him to know it was me, like that kind of thing. Which is another thing that the structure prevented. Like, Bruce was in right. trouble, and they, you could have destroyed the other storyline you had going. Yep. Um, it's just, I don't see anyone that she's tight with. I don't see bonds that she has that's going to take her to the end. There might have been I, one. We'll get to that. Yeah, well, <laughs> not anymore. Um like Jake is actually growing on me a little bit and maybe he has a better shot than Katura, but that's not saying much. And then like Austin is fine. Yeah. And that's it. Like I look around the rest of the cast and I'm like, I'm just at, at best indifferent. Yeah. No, like there's nobody I'm really invested in. Now there's time, right? And obviously like removing somebody who was gaining a lot of the attention, both, yeah, again, me for personal reasons, but the show gave him a lot of attention. I'm not making that up. I haven't seen the stats because I fuck your stats. I don't care. Uh, but like, look, man, he went to like all but two of the tribal councils. Like he was a feature character for that reason, if no other reason. Right. So like I got to understand that now, like there'll be a vacuum. There'll be time. Right. It, it happens. But as of this moment, like nobody like excites me that is remaining and nobody frankly including caleb impressed me at this point you know caleb every once in a while like when he would talk like the things he would say 
It's like, yeah, that's pretty good, you know, about a social game. But there's always this nagging thing. It's like, well, everybody seems to be picking out that you have this social game. So, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, I didn't talk about it at the time because, man, I'm not here to be impartial. Where's the fun in that? But, yeah, like, there's right. some problems. But so now we're, yeah, we're left this season with just a bunch of middling whatevers. And, like, man, and, like, this people will think it's just me and, like, throwing a reverse jinx, maybe, or being bitter. But, it's hard not to see this season being about that re before from this on out. Like from where we're at. Obviously the show could throw more bullshit and just kind of throw some other random thing. But if you kind of look what's going on, it's four people that are really tightly aligned of with uh, that have two and a half advantages with them. And then a bunch of other people that don't like each other. You know, so it's like, man, I really do think we're going to see this thing dominated by, you know, four Rebas and probably not the one of the four of them that I like. And there that could have changed entirely tonight. <laughs> like there was in this episode, there was a very easy way that that could have been derailed. And yet teased and then taken away from us. Just nope. Just didn't happen. Nope. Um. I mean, really, like, there was actually, there were two ways it could have. Like, if the um, Julie thing had actually gone down, although I think that was a bit more of a stretch, that could have derailed it a bit. I think that bigger... Well, you know, three is a lot less than four, right? I think actually taking her out would have derailed it completely. Because they also lost, you know, they they lost two Rebas. You know, like, is Bello that messed up that they'd hand power to three people? Maybe. But... maybe. (laughs) <laughs> Again, but Caleb would have been, you know, there to help, you know, not let that happen, right? And and right. you know, Jake seemed to be on to that possibility. Now, yeah, I know. Look, you can you can take comfort in this if I'm making a prediction because I'm so bad at it. But I think the winner of this season is one of those four, and I think it's the one that we don't li- we like the least. Um, I don't know. I actually think uh, if I had to put money now, it'd be Austin. I mean, that'd be fine. I'd be fine with that. I just don't think yeah, it's Austin happen. is just aggressively okay. Like, all right. Seems like a good dude. Sure. And I've liked his observations, like some of the, like even this episode about like why you might not want to do that thing. But, you know, it is telling that like no matter, like every time he makes one of these pressing, uh, you know, arguments, nobody mm-hmm. listens to him for like even yep. a second. So. Exactly. He had he had a great take on sandwiches versus dumb advantage. But what happened? Dumb advantage. He had a great take tonight. Like, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's it's nice to have Caleb on as my shield. Mm, nope. Still voted out Caleb. So, you know, it, again, he'd be fine. Because, again, the bar is so low. In a relative sense, Austin is completely acceptable. Anyway, we'll get into that more, but I'm, you know, that's where I'm at at the end of this episode. It's not just about being sad about losing Caleb. It's funny, like when, like, yeah, the fourth, yeah, when, uh, not even before it's revealed, Jeff says the fourth person or whatever, how many person voted out. Right. Obviously, that means it's a fourth vote for Caleb. My wife is like, sorry, babe. And it's like, well, you know, like, he's not my friend, right? Like, it's okay. <laughs> I will be fine, right? It just actually is a stark reminder of, like, why do we get? invested in people in the show and why we i mean survivor fans right and i feel like i do less than the average survivor fan i was kind of just looking through reactions a bit again on twitter because i needed a photo and like people still like are like oh man like you know kelly she's the one and maybe who i don't know man but it's just like how 
do you get like invested in these people when the show is designed from the very beginning? This isn't like a, a problem with modern survivor or whatever. It's like, you're probably going to lose your faves. Like it's in some ways, it's like a testament to like the, you know, the will of like humanity that we can just like take these losses over and over and still be like, this is the season when somebody I'm rooting for going to win. But how often does that happen? Right. You know what that is? That's just the, the random reinforcement schedule. That's the strongest way to like build actual attachment. That's why it works. Oh my God. What a breakthrough. I just realized why I've been watching survivor for 45 seasons. Cause like every seven or eight seasons, someone wins that I like. And yeah. I'm like, yes, that is why I'm watching this. And look, man, like there's other places in my life where this is true, right? Like sports. Yeah. Being a fan of sports is the dumbest fucking thing you can do. It's just inviting misery and pain into your life constantly. Until. But sometimes you win, you know, and it feels pretty <laughs> damn good. Yes. It's why like one sport I root for like an overdog. Yeah, I mean, the real reason is because I was like nine years old and I was like, hey, what's basketball? And they're like, Magic Johnson's pretty good. That's why I'm a Laker fan. I didn't know a shit about it. And they're like, that. I had two choices. The Celtics and the Lakers. And like the Lakers team sounds a lot more fun. Um, <laughs> by photos, I think. But it's good that I have one team that wins every once in a while because otherwise, like, it's just misery and suffering for a hobby. For a hobby. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's kind of the same thing here. Yeah. Like, I was watching basketball last season. My favorite team, not great. I mean, they were they were fine. They're not NBA Finals They were fine. down to the Bulls in the play-in. They, they were a completely acceptable team that overachieved. But then, when it got to the series against my most hated team, I was very invested. I needed them to win. Once they did that, I'm like, you know what? I'm good with whatever happens now. I, I have gotten my satisfying resolution to this story. I hope they win a championship. I don't think they will. But at, at this point, it's house money. And I, I, I'm not getting that with the Survivor season. We're, we're not playing with house money. I don't feel like there is a, a winner amongst this bunch where I'm like, ah, you know what? Regardless of how this shakes out, satisfying resolution. No. I don't think that's it. No, I think the best we could shoot for is like, okay, that was cool. That was fine. Like better that than like, you know, a Gabler winning, which this show also does to us sometimes. I'd say yep. with less frequency, but still it's there. This is why like nobody wants to like, like say it out loud. I haven't even yet, whatever. I think Drew is going to win the season folks. And nobody wants to admit that. And they're like, no, look, why would they make him feel like this? It's like, I don't know if the show actually is editing him to be a villain. We just find him off putting. <laughs> but sometimes that guy wins. Tommy won. Nick won. You know, Gabler won. Like, you know, open your eyes, sheeple. You got all excited about this. <laughs> and it's like, oh, well, now we just got to find our next slay queen. And maybe. But, I mean, you want to talk about, like, Hope Springs Eternal. <sighs> yeah, man. Like, last season, we had one of the best, most fun winners ever. It was so great. And, and we were still thing. disappointed by it. That was the last time my wife probably gave me a sorry, babe, when the revolt reveal was. But, <laughs> well, you know, that being said, that was the case, though, where it's like, you know, Carolyn lost, which was disappointing. But it's like, ah, but you know what, though? Jam Jam, amazing. Like, amazing. What a I consolation prize. Time. And it was still kind of a disappointment. And again, like, yeah, this isn't a modern thing. You think I wanted Richard Hatch to win? I assure you, I did not. You know, like, no. it's. Like, it so rarely ever happens. It's why you and I almost as certainly 
overrate winners at war. And you know, there's been discussion recently about it. And they're like, you know, like the middle section, like the pre-merge, like right before when they started doing yep. this bullshit second swaps and stuff. Where, <laughs> yeah, no, I was complaining about that then too. It wasn't fun that like every legend, like all it was is like, which of these people had been on TV when it, the most of the other people were playing. That's yep. the person going home. Um, but then it rebounded, right? And we got like, that was kind of the advantage of having that many uh, that many potential people to root for yeah so yeah do we overrate it sure it was a season where somewhat we enjoyed the person who won we were rooting for that outcome and then we actually got it exactly and that was the thing is you know we with that one that was the sort of case where like seven of your favorites could have gone home right but as long as the eighth won you'd be like this is great because, you know, there was a substantial crop of winners there that I was like, you know, there's so many ways that this season could turn out just fine. And I will be super happy with the winner. Like that season could have broken a bunch of different ways. You know, a whole different crowd of winners could have happened. And I'd been like, this was great. And it just nostalgia was all there for me. I really enjoyed it. I don't why. Why did we get on winners at war? I'm just talking like, why, talk? why uh, some like what it feels like, you know, and that's what the show gives us sometimes, but then other times it does this. It, we're not getting that this season. No, I get there's time. No one's elevating to that level. I mean, sure, there's time, but it's not. Happening. I just can't see it with any of these people uh, because not just because they haven't been getting the attention that Caleb is getting. There are people that people are getting behind that we'll discuss that I, I've seen enough that I've been like, yeah, okay, they're fine. But, but why haven't they done this, you know? Uh, so let's get, well, maybe let's get into some specifics, but. Well, hang on. I, Cause I think the, the one thing that you can hope for in a season like this is that it turns out sort of in like a David versus Goliath season, right? Where like the winner sucked. The season was great. Yeah, no, it's possible for a season to be good when I don't like the winner. I should make that. Exactly. Good. But when you like the winner, you're going to like, it's going to be more enjoyable. It just is. Yes. You know, that's why other people like overrate San Juan del Sur, a season that like we spent multiple episodes just like talking about food. Um, but yeah, man, you were really excited about the winner. That The winner was the only person who I wanted to win, like from like the merge on. But I still can't say it was a good season because like nope. there were like you know, two thirds of it that I had to tolerate up until that point. Um, so maybe maybe one of these people is a Natalie Anderson. That'll just start taking control of the game. I also wonder, I don't know if you can take control of a game that is just constantly changing the way this is, but I, I would say the major changes now should be out of the way. So maybe. Do you, do you know who's not a Natalie Anderson in this group? Caleb. No. Because, I, I mean, I am with you. He would have been the one satisfying potential winner. And I, he, again, He'd shown flaws. <laughs> like, it's not like he was a top tier player. He, amongst this group, was probably one of the better players, but that's a very relative thing. Um, it, for me, he was the most entertaining presence on this season. Um, I felt like he was he was doing a lot. You know, he was working a social game. It was very evident that he was doing so. Um, it's just now, I, I mean, I don't know, the the Bruce being pitted against him and then like Bruce is getting his way. Like this is, 
obviously Bruce was not the one with the kill shot here, right? But like him going and talking to Bruce and was like, oh, I was like him in my younger days. No, Bruce, you were never fucking fun. Stop trying to get in that Caleb Halo. Like after all of this, the two, like they pit them against each other. And then like Bruce makes it through this episode. Caleb doesn't like, oh, what a blow. Like just terrible. Well, if Bruce hadn't done what he did last episode, I don't know that Caleb goes home this episode, right? If everybody's just like, yeah, cool, let's vote out um, J. Maya. Then, you know, Caleb doesn't make a blood enemy of D. Uh, and they also don't have that, hey, if everybody was willing to vote for him last time, why don't we just do it? Like, I think it would have been like, uh, Jake probably would have been a target. Or maybe Caleb and Jake just like, turn on Katura, right? Like, I do think actually Bruce did end up getting his way in this regard. And, it, you know, yep. isn't that great? This this uh, season is uh, being won by guys like Bruce and Drew. I love it. Yeah. Fucking great. So An absolute amazing. fucking clown show. Yeah. And, um, like, the thing about Caleb is, yeah, no, there were, but if he had won, it wasn't going to be an easy win, right? So it would have been, no. like, an exciting second half and would have been the result of, like, you know, fun maneuvering and that sort of thing. Probably some immunity wins, that sort of thing. And maybe some flukies. Already one, you know, extreme lucky situation, which was exciting, you know? Whereas I don't know that that's going to be the result. I think it's just going to be some bumbling around until, like, one person's left standing. And the thing with a potential Caleb win would have been, it was that, like, Denise and Malcolm navigating to yeah. a, a fun victory type thing, right? Like that, you could see why that would be a fun story to watch and a fun journey to go on. So that was the appeal there. And that that's not left. I, I don't have those same vibes for Emily. No, <laughs> you know? like I'm not invested in the Emily arc. No, like she's been interesting, but mostly in relation to Caleb. But I, I, I don't see a way where like a bunch of people are voting for her. So like to win. Yeah. Um, I, I actually think she's got a good chance to be in front of those people. Um, yeah, no, and it's just, but yeah, no, like, was he a perfect player? No, which is actually, I think bodes well for his return, his eventual return to this game that will happen. Um, usually somebody who has the profile he has will be in danger next time around. Like some of the other people I've really liked recently, like, I don't know if they can pull this off again, but he was never really successful in anything. So I don't, I think people will like him want to be, you know, allied with Caleb, but probably like hang out with him or at least, I don't know. He, he is in a different country, but all survivors tend to flock to two major centers at a certain point anyway. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I, th- I, I think he'd be somebody people would want to ally with. Unlike, say, like an Omar or something where they'd be like, oh, man, that guy betrayed everybody he ever worked with. Like, Caleb didn't really betray anybody. You know, he voted out Sabaya, but she was going after him. You know, The other thing is that if they cast a returnee season well, then there's going to be a bunch of people with that Caleb level profile, right? So Caleb's not a big target because they're all big targets. If you cast that well. I'm not saying they will because there's certainly yeah. been duds along That's the way. Uh, yeah. But yeah, and yeah, so uh, I obviously really enjoyed him. I played it up a bit because, I mean, what else is there, folks? It's like, we're going to get into some people. And again, you guys, like listeners, will have their own favorites. I, I think I've made clear over the, t- the years that even people I'm more favorites of and then tend to be, you know, more active players 
um, you know, bigger characters that, yeah, you even more so with that, but I've kind of started to tilt that direction. So, you know, the, Ooh, the subtle play here, that's never going to interest me that much because I always, my fear always when people hype up the subtle player is like, they're just making shit up. Yeah. They yeah. pick somebody they like, and now they're going to interpret those, you know, the, the, the slight interactions and non-interactions as some like, you know, amazing thing where it's like, ah, maybe, maybe, maybe. But also maybe it's just like eye of the beholder type stuff, you know. I prefer, because we never know what's really going on in this game, to discuss people who like leave it on the page. Right. Who you can watch. Like it's canonical evidence. Like we saw the game that they played, right? Yeah. It's not like, ooh, it's the notes we didn't hear. Because then it's all fan fiction, right? And Exactly. And that's, you know, if I want to do that, I'll go, you know on the internet that I don't remember the, I was going to name the site. I don't fucking remember what it's called, but there's a whole site where people write their fan fiction shit. Um, Maybe. I mean, remember when the internet used to be places where people did things and most of those places just fucking died and were replaced by just, you know, uh, short bursts of hate speech. Speaking of, we keep saying there's no Twitter, but you know, shout out to the people who actually still tweet from our show account and from their own show accounts. No. <laughs> Instead, let's talk about um Katura, who was like the last story arc that I'm invested in in this season, right? Like again, I said earlier, I don't feel it for her. This, this is not the season of Katura, right? But I I need resolution to this one story arc. Yeah, I don't I, think you're gonna like the resolution we're getting. Well, you know, maybe not. But the other thing is like I'm seeing a lot of Katura hate. Like, ah, oh, you know, she's, she's made the wrong move here. Did you feel like this was the wrong move? I mean, wrong move, no. Right move, also no. You know, like, it's, eh, I mean, so uh, it's always bad when, like, there's pile-ons, and that's bad. But I also get it to some degree for two reasons. One, people are going through the same thing we have. Oh, man. It's like, it's not even about, you know, they're, they're, they're clouding it and changing it. Like, she screwed up bad. I don't know if that's the case. It's more... She has guaranteed this season's going to be worse for me, the viewer. Um, yes. And so that I get, you know, it's just like, let's be clear about what's being talked about here. Look, she wasn't wrong that the, the, the truth that she was getting in that moment underlined and told her that nobody's been on her side here, right? Yep. She was at the bottom of Bellow. Thus, doing what they want isn't necessarily going to further her aims very much. But doing what Reba wants also isn't going to further her aims at all. The one thing she gets, though, and then I'm going to let you talk in a second, uh, which is why it's like I can't say it's the wrong move. Is in this, she guaranteed that she would not leave the game. And in these, you know, things that just keep throwing at you, maybe that's all you can do is you know, a promise that, like, in this weird setup where you know we're going up against three allies. I know I'm not going home and who knows which way the game's going to shift tomorrow. Yeah. From an entertainment standpoint, is it the wrong move? Sure. But she's, she's, you know, invested in her own win, not in my television experience. So I understand not going to rocks for the guys who kept Bruce's idol a secret from you, right? Like Jake, actively covered for Bruce. Mm-hmm. And she remembered that. I mean, she pointed out like, Oh, were you, is that where you were saying you were like looking for your rings? Like, she remembered that moment. Mm-hmm. And so she knows, like, oh, he's tight enough with Bruce that they were actively conspiring to keep it 
only a secret from me, Katura. That's it. Yep. Like everybody else, everyone else was in on that plan. And, you know, she also knows that Caleb knew and didn't tell her. And so like, yes, he still might've eventually been a great ally for her and was honestly still probably her best ally at the moment. But that's because as I mentioned earlier, I just don't see anyone that she's tight allies with. No, no. So yeah, long-term, is this a bad move for her? Maybe, but also like if she's got no tight allies at this point anyway, and I don't think you can, you know, after (laughs) Caleb reveals this information to her, I can get being like, I don't, I don't feel the tight bond anymore. I mean, she just did vote for him too. So let's like, yeah, Eh, sure. But also, yeah, not going to rocks for that guy. Totally understandable. Like if you wanted to tie it up on the first vote and then quickly be like, oh, fuck this. I'm out because I'm not going to tie. You know, I'm not drawing a rock. Fine. But also I'm not going to falter for just being like, no, I'm not even going to get to that second vote shit. Like, fine. Vote Caleb out. It's advancing your own game it, you never know I, we mentioned this last week with caleb like you never know what priorities shift from week to week with the voting so like that advances her game yeah so although fine. you know i think we were wrong last week about so many things well no that's the that's the crazy thing is right like they actually mentioned in this episode like d and julie did recognize that often happens yeah that they like move on and so they said like no let's switch that script and flip it right back to him which yes i mean they are learning from the mistakes of past survivors right like they recognized like this is a a thing that happens people just move on to new targets and forget yesterday's priorities they just circled back to it which has been rare of recent seasons yeah i know and like i also get like why people are not giving katura credit for making a strategic move and that's because katura herself kind of prefaced it that this is probably isn't a strategic move is that I'm upset and I, I know you shouldn't act emotional and people make mistakes, but damn, that hurts, you know? So it's like, okay. Again, yeah. again, if all she did was ensure that she was no longer in any danger of going home, then that's something. Because yep. ultimately, like, siding with the Rebas is buying her nothing. It's not going to get her anything. And I'm not going to entertain any of the fan fiction that will suggest that it will. In part because of the way these four Rebos have been operating. And then, you know, we could, and they aren't even looking for another person. They got Emily. Okay. But I don't know if being Beth Bellow was getting her anything either, right? Well, we Mm -hmm. know what it was getting her the bottom of the list, right? Right. So, yeah, no, look, if she didn't want to stick her neck out. What I would be in, like, yeah, I'd be like, okay, well, this is a good strategy, and this also makes sense, is if she had done, like, anything to, like, turn it on, like, the people who had actually been aggressive to her. Like, yeah, in the end, what did she get? Rid of the only person that seems interested in working with her. You can question how much interest he is. Um, I, I would say, you know, he's interested in working with anyone who's interested in working with him. Um, but there's nobody else for Katara. Nobody. And she just made sure that that guy went home. Whereas, you know, if she had gone back to them, like, it's got to be Jake. I'll vote with you guys, but it has to be Jake. And then what you tell them is, but I'm not going to vote with you in the first round because I know that you guys could just screw me. Because at that point, you know, obviously those three don't need a fourth vote for Caleb. They just need not three votes for one of them, right? So it's like, yep. 
we do this. I'm voting with them on the first vote. If all your three votes are for Jake, then I flip. It's Jake. If they're sure. all for Caleb, then we're going to rocks. That would have been impressive. And that would have showed that, you know, she's, she's, she's seen, right? That Abello people are more on Team Bruce than Team Katura. And nobody's more Team Bruce than Jake. But instead, what did she accomplish? She got out the person that Bruce wanted out, you know? And why, yeah, another reason why I know none of this is going to work out for Katura because Katura has no, like, storyline, no agency. All she is is the foil to Bruce. Bruce actually has other storylines. Katura just has the Bruce thing. Even this was framed as, oh, my God, they chose me over Bruce. And I'm sure, like... She actually does have other things and motivations, but <laughs> as like a character in the story, she does not, which is why I, I don't believe she's going to succeed against Bruce. And I don't think this move is going to pay off for her, but I can't. No, I'm not like, yeah, she didn't want to stick her neck out for people who had just showed that they uh, they had betrayed her on some level. And also, like as a quick aside, and then I'm going to let you talk. Yeah, she keeps like they've been lying to me this whole time. It's like, no, four days. It's four days. <laughs> People have no conception of time. And I, I that's just got to be like what it's like to be out there. Right. And that like yep. our normal day to day lives are like broken into such short little intervals that like 48 hours straight of living in a reality. That's fucking reality now because she's already. Yeah, she hasn't thought like, oh, how did Caleb do this to me? You voted for him. Like <laughs> he's over that. And you can't like, you know, say, oh, well, yeah, it makes sense that he wanted to keep the secret of the group when he was the odd man out. No, it was a betrayal of me. Again, yeah, Jake's betrayal was deeper for one. Jake was doing more of it and also just reveals yep. that like the whole time Jake was never on your side. Now, I counter that everything we've ever gotten is also she was not on Jake's side. Like what we got of the original Bello was Katora was with Kendra and thought they she was also with Kelly and Brando against Bruce and Jake. So it's like, I don't know that Katora's done any work to build other alliances up either. But, you know, for her, I understand not wanting to, like, take the risk. I'm not sure it was that risky, but we can get into that in a second. Sorry, your thoughts. No, let's let's I mean, I agree with pretty much all of that. I think Katura doesn't have it in her to make that that move that you suggested with no. like going. And, and I also don't know how much time. Right. Like, well, by the time she speaks to Jake and then it's not just like literal time, but also like you then you have to find time away to talk to them and all of that. So uh, I'll say that. Sure. But also. She seems motivated largely by, you know, anger and annoyance. But but put that aside. Yeah. She doesn't have that in her. No. Like no one in this cast seems to have has, the other movie has that much game in them, right? I'll, I'll like, say there might be one guy, but we'll get into that. All right. So, you know, the let's quickly talk about Jake here too because, yeah. you know, Jake also went out of his way to try and save Caleb. And for me, like I his reasoning seemed weird to me, right? Like, I find it funny when people say they want a shield for themselves. And I'm like, you need a shield? And that's exactly my reaction here. Like, Jake's like, oh, you know, I like, I like Caleb. I we, you know, we need him around for it. Also, like, he's a good shield for me. And I'm like, what? I don't feel like you need to hide behind anybody, Jake. Like, I don't think you're on the radar. Like, I, sure, you can say you want Caleb around because you like the guy. You want him for votes, whatever. Shield seems like a stretch for you. What do you think of that argument? I agree that nobody seems to be uh, finding him threatening. Uh, I think we had evidence of that in the way that you know Deke spoke, D spoke of him and how they figured they'd get him on the side. Um, but I do understand why somebody like Jake would assume that. 
And just that, like, a lot of the profiling of who a threat is and isn't is just so, you know, standardized, right? At a certain point, Jake looks the part. Because they haven't seen, you know, fat kid Jake, right? Uh, and it, like, it happens all the time. That is just like, well, this man of this certain age and physical profile must be the threat. It's just the other part of the sexism that often dictates survivor-based decisions. So, like, from that regard, it's like, well, I got Bruce. You know, like, just as long as I can keep some other guys ahead of me, I'm okay. Whether that's true or not, because I feel like, you know, this cast should be like, no, Kelly and D are much. But he recognizes D as a threat, right? And that's the threat he's trying to remove. So I, I can understand it. Just like, you know, they at the beginning part of the season, any woman under a certain weight is, you know, a liability for the tribe. And then in another certain part of the season, you know, anybody old is not really threat anymore and gets to be dragged to the end, but we'll never vote for them. That like I could see Jake being like at a certain point, they're just gonna feel like I'm a threat, but I'm not really one. So I like he he'll get the the target of being a physical threat without the like uh, physical ability to you know remove the you know vote from him by winning. Um, so I can see that. Um, I also just see like at a certain point, I want to do what I want to do instead of just kind of picking what is I'm being told to do. Yeah, and those and, I mean, three he, Rebos he were telling that actual concern, do. right? Like he he did say he's like, I know I don't. I don't want to do what everyone's telling me. Like, I want to call a shot. So I get it. It, you know, swing and a miss. But still, I <laughs> understand the motivation. Yeah. And I think it would have worked. I mean, but if, like, I think if they would have done his flash-forwarded plan, if Katoro would have went for it, I think it would have worked. You think Austin flips on Julie? I think Austin isn't ready to leave with one and a half idols in his pocket. Right. Like, I think Austin's like, if I lose this battle i can still win the war but if i go home here i've I've blown it like my whole end game that i'm like i've been working to set up is gone so i can save julie again like i think julie's important to him uh because i do think that four like i I think their closeness is why i'm predicting a win for one of them um but i also think when he's like i have one possibly two idols on my hand like this isn't the time for me to be going home so I think, sure. and that's because I know stuff that Katura does not know that Jake does not know. Right. Yeah. So I, I personally think, yes, it would have succeeded. And I actually, I do agree with the logic, but I was just making sure that that is what you thought. Um, last point, because we should move on. To but I will say like Jake did about like, you know, all of this was predicated on Katura. And I don't know that Jake's ever done the work with to get Katura to be that rock solid in the first place. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, one last morning of Caleb. And let's talk about where Caleb went wrong here because it, we talked about earlier, yeah, there's flaws to his game. Some of them evident in this episode. I think for me, I said last episode that I think he fucked up calling out those women at the tribal council, right? Like, And I haughtily dismissed it like the genius prognosticator I am. And the thing is, like, if his whole hope in that tribal council was the shot in the dark, which it was, he didn't need to take that shot, right? Like that was an unforced error. Um, and uh, we were both wrong in that we thought they'd move on from him, right? Like uh, I literally said, oh, D wants to get him out. What's she going to do? Right. I'll say as soon as I saw the divisions, I'd be like, ooh, this isn't Not good for good my luck, guy. Right? And then when he came down, I'm like, ah, oh, shit, he's fucked. Yep. Yep. 
in this episode too that the timing of giving the truth to Katura, like, yeah, I mean, I understand the logic. Don't get me wrong. Like, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea. It's about the execution and the timing. And, you know, if he doesn't say that, is she more willing to go along with the plan for just this vote? Oh, I think so. Yeah, probably. You know, I mean, we like won't know until exits if then. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think telling her is what doomed everything. And yep. yeah, again, and it's like, well, what if Austin tells her? But it's like, he, I don't know if he thought through. It's like, how is she going to react to the knowledge that we were lying to her? I think in his mind, it's like, I, I'm, I'm being truthful. I'm bringing her in without realizing it's like, but I'm also revealing that we've been openly lying to her. Right. So the, the question he was asking is how is she going to react to that we were lying about her? Because he's thinking that's how she's going to react when Austin tells her. Yeah. Not when Caleb himself tells her, which is exactly what happens. Right. Like the the whole concept is she's going to realize you've been lying to her to cover for Bruce, who she clearly hates that may not sit well with her, right? Like whether it's coming from you or it's coming from Austin, you know, is the messenger the key thing there? Yeah. And I think he had confidence in his ability and who knows, maybe he did okay in the conversation. Jake did not, you know? (laughs) And yeah, man, like, look there again, I will support that Katura wasn't willing to stick her neck out for people who clearly were not invested in any kind of, you know, trust with her, but it was absolutely a deci- an angry, emotional decision. She told us that it was, you know, I'm going to yep. believe her, you know, again, like it doesn't make it the wrong decision, uh, but it does be like, man, fuck these people, you know, so it's like, damn. And it's just like the truth will not save you in Survivor. You know, you think it will. And I think it's just more of, yeah, Caleb had these ideas of how he was going to use his natural ability to get people on his side, which he's not making up, man. Jake was willing it's to happened. go to rocks for him, right? Right. I mean, it it has happened. Like, I can understand him having that confidence. But overconfidence. And uh, does it make him a bad player? No, because ultimately... He, unlike most of these other people, was playing from behind from like the beginning. He was on a tribe where two people fucking quit. And yep. neither of them was one of the like mo- most ill-equipped survivors of all time. <laughs> like he's working from behind, the, you know, a lot of obstacles here. Yep. So that, you know, he had some flop sweat. It's a little understandable. Like he wasn't able to build any kind of base. And he probably only looked more dangerous. When in comparison to the, like, losers he was with, you know? If you're those other tribes, you're looking over at Lulu, are you worried about any of them? It's crazy that Emily is actually the last person standing, Indeed. given that what would have happened. And you know what? All this to blame, you know, who's really to blame for Caleb going home. It's all the people who wouldn't just vote somebody out when somebody was saying that they were going to quit. If they had just voted out Emily in that one and like, I don't care what you want, Hannah, vote, you can quit tomorrow. Then there wouldn't have been a double vote. They wouldn't have had this stupid split thing because there would have been one fewer people uh, in one fewer episode to get rid of. And we would have lost two people earlier, whether it was that vote or the Sean vote. And then, yeah, I, I don't think Caleb goes home if it was like all 11 people in one, you know, tribal. And let us move on to the other thing that, personally frustrated the shit out of me which is why was drew completely safe in this fucking episode 
the groups break up, right? Mm-hmm. And the four most annoying people in the game to me are in that same group. I, I at, the, at the very least, I see that group and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give myself this. One of those four people is going to go home. And they did. And that's going to... F- that's going to feel good. And I, I was right. Like, at least one of them went home. Like, it would have been great if it was broken up so that I had the shot of two of them going home. I did not. But with the way that that group was constructed, how in the fuck is Drew not a target? Not even a little bit. I don't, I don't understand it. Yeah. I mean, the sad answer that, again, I'm sorry to break it to everybody. The reason might be because Drew might be the best player on this season. <laughs> I think. Look how easily he gets his way always. He had no advantages. Literally, no, no, one no. of them was sitting on another beach. Right. Yet. He le- so so like, let's talk about him the be- as the best player of the season. He just left his bag with his advantage on the other beach. Whatever. Pe- he like also. No, 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 no. That's not it. He also, if I'm remembering correctly. There's no one around. He's like not playing this story up. He talks about Sifu, Sifu having an idol. What the fuck? I don't know Does what's this- going on there. I'm not disputing it. I'm saying the bar isn't high, man. Me saying Drew is the best player on season 45 is not the same thing as me saying that Drew is a good player. It's very true. It's just, again, I mentioned this top of the episode, baffling. Just so much about this episode. I was like, what? Why? There's there's so much shit here. Like for Kelly, let's just take Kelly as one example. The advantage that she, the stupid thing that she took instead of the sandwiches, is it's easier to turn into an idol if she can eliminate Austin's closest ally. <laughs> like, Austin and look, maybe have, she doesn't know that that's Drew, but you don't she, think it's Sifu? It's not fucking Sifu. That's ugh. I and then like I don't know if she even meant it with her justification of Sifu being a wild card jury vote, but who fucking cares? Yeah, like oh come no, on, why are you? It, that's that's not going to remotely matter. What are you, you suggesting the that end. the power he's going to have to sway all like seven other votes? Is that what you're suggesting? Madness or like, six or I don't know the number. I think it's not. Where does this come from? Again, it's not going to matter to you if you can't make it to the end. Like make that path for yourself first, and then just. When he's on the jury, just say some shit about like anime or play fighting or whatever the hell he's into. Yay. Then he votes for you. I just, I don't understand it. There's so many things in this episode. And then, then also the Bruce stuff, like she's just the Bruce whisperer. And again, maybe this is just my own personal bias for the way that Bruce absolutely grates on me. I don't think it's terrible that she sees value in keeping Bruce around because he's saying she's his number one. Like, and also props to her because there was a confessional from her calling a man an emotional player. Well done. Look at this progress. But just overall, what was this? What, what was taking out Sifu accomplishing? I don't, I don't get it at all. Uh, was this just like Bruce pushed this and she was just, you know, she wasn't going to get Bruce to go along with voting for Drew or anybody else? Like, was it even suggested? I'm not good at fan fiction that she ever suggest- thought about taking out Drew because we have no evidence that that happened. I'm not giving her that. 
Everybody else wants to come out of this being like, Kelly, she looks good. No, you know what? She looks baseline. She looks fine. Yes. You're putting, you're projecting things on her because she hasn't proven to be like, you know, an alien conspiracy weirdo, or she doesn't make funny noises, or she isn't off-puttingly arrogant like Drew. So it's like, well, then she must be the best. And man, maybe. But all her protestations to this, to the opposite, she does what Bruce wants her to do. And yeah, she's talked about how she's annoying. That's nice. I agree. Doesn't matter if Bruce always gets his way. And I'm not saying that she should have targeted Bruce. I'm not saying she shouldn't have. But if you recognize like Bruce is intractable and it's going to make it hard for me in my game, then you you can also be like, yeah, but you know he's on, he's on my side. No, you're on his side, Kelly. That's how right. that's working. And he has a thing to prevent people from voting him out, and you do not. And you seem opposed to the very idea of getting him to waste it here tonight. And if you're a team, like you are each other's number one, why is he not taking your input, right? Like that is not a cooperative team. That is him telling you marching orders and you following. You've already seen the way he pisses off your fellow allies, you know? Do you have any dreams about working with Katura? That's gone. Look at the way he was treating Kendra. And and you're like, oh, I'm still going to work with Kendra. And then you tell Bruce that, like, he has to, you know, repair things. And he's like, nah, whatever. And then, like, you saw his repair attempt? No, look. Meanwhile, Drew can, like, he just suggests things and it happens, you know? What has gone in this game in a way that Drew didn't want it to go? I'm not look, it brings me no pleasure to say this. And look, we can like snarly, aha, he didn't bring his bag. Fuck, I bet half of these people didn't bring their bag. Tifu didn't. That's why he didn't play Shot in the Dark. He didn't have it. Or his uh, you know, dangerous idol, you know. Uh, most people don't bring their bags to challenges because they're heavy and who wants to? You know, I I do you bring your backpack with you everywhere you go? I, I think now people will for two seasons in a row. This has become a thing, but like, you know, for most of the history of survivor, you didn't need to bring your bag and all your stuff to challenges because you got to go back to the camp. You left, you know? So I'm not criticizing him for that. You know, the other thing about, I don't, I don't understand, but there's this mass, you know, hysteria that Sifu had an idol and I don't get it. There's a missing story. Okay, follow this thread where he does have an idol, which, again, mind-blowing that especially Drew would be like, oh, yeah, he might have one. No, first of all. But secondly, if he really did have an idol, it was clear that he thinks he might be going home, right? Yeah. So then there's a risk that he would play that idol. But there was no hedging? No, that's the thing. what he says to Bruce, when Bruce is like, do you think he has an idol? Actually, he might. That should have moved the target off of Sifu to, you know, Drew to Drew. Yes. But no indication at all. And again, you, you can theorize all you want. There's no indication on the show that Drew was ever in a moment of danger. And if he was... That's not the narrative of the show, which should tell you something about how things are going to go for Drew. The only thing that I can think, and this would slightly redeem Kelly in my eyes, is if the hedge was that they knew Sifu would vote for Bruce and they were like, you know what? I'm willing to take that risk. Like, okay. But again, then you're in a conversation with Bruce where he's like, I'm going to play my idol tonight, which super genius Kelly, the best player left on the season. Yes, Queen was like, no, don't do that. Why? 
Why did right. neither her nor Kendra push Bruce to play an <sighs> idol? This is a win for you. Right. You're you're forcing yourself to have a tougher time later when you want to take him out. Why? Again, like the move should, at that point, if you're really worried about Bruce and his idol, yeah, okay, we're voting for Sifu. But we're getting Bruce to play that idol. Yes. And at the end of Tribal, he'll see that we were loyal by the three votes they went to Sifu. But he won't have an idol anymore. Right. And the other thing is, the reason you might want Bruce to keep his idol is if he'd given any indication whatsoever that he was willing to play that idol to save you. I've seen none of that shit. It's entirely possible that it's been said, I guess. But there was no mention of that, right? And the way that we've seen this relationship between Bruce and Kelly going, it looks a little bit like the marching orders are coming from one side, right? Like there is there's a back and forth but the actual decision-making process seems to come from one direction. Yeah, and largely just because the guy's intractable, right? It's not like you know, yes. she's actually following. It's just you know, at a certain point, she doesn't have the energy to fight it anymore. Gives up. Whatever. The end result's the same. Now, like, it could pay off for her in the long run, right? She'll be somebody that people will like. And, you know, more likely that they, you know, nobody's voting for Bruce to win this game, right? Right. But, again, he has the idol. They can't vote for him. You know, it's like... It, I feel like it's more likely that Kelly gets burned by Bruce's idiocy than she overcomes it at this exact moment. And obviously some of that is just due to overwhelming feeling of negativity as a result. Of right. This episode. It's just, there was so much to that tribe that I was like, what, why? But in the end, yeah. Like Drew goes up to them. He's like, Hey, I'd be willing to get rid of Sifu. And then that's the whole fucking direction. Yeah. So tell me again, people, why Drew isn't doing well. And, and I need a reason more than, but I don't like him. I'm there, man. I don't either. But he got Emily to his side. He got Bruce to his side and Sifu gone. Somebody he didn't give a shit about. He has three core allies. Nobody else in this game can say that. Nobody. <sighs> because the other side is Jake and Katura don't like each other. Bruce and Katura don't like each other. Kendra and Bruce don't like each other. Okay, cool. You guys are going to overcome those other four? No, that that's really four plus one because Emily is with them and I don't yep. blame her. <laughs> Who else should you be with? There isn't another else, you know? Exactly. Especially Emily's probably looking for some measure of stability, which she hasn't had in this game. And so you understand why she might be like, oh, you know, this tightly knit group because we saw when there was the choice between Austin and Drew or Brando and uh, Kendra, one of her concerns was like, I don't know, like Kendra and Brando don't seem like, or as she called him, Brando, don't seem super tight. Like, clearly the Reba tribe group does. And so, yeah, I can see why that's appealing to her. Because if that's her stated logic, yes, she's going to side with them. Yeah. <sighs> so, yeah, no, it's not good. And yeah, man, like Bruce, he, he, he he's not good. You know, like he just keeps alienating people left and right. But what's thing is like, you can be like, oh, then he's a great shield for Kelly and she can be, you know, the true brains behind his operation. But he also isn't a dummy. He's been right about things. His observations 
have been good. He's just pig-headed and, you know, doesn't listen to anybody. And, you know, he's he's bad at the social elements of Survivor. But he was right that Caleb was out there, you know, making connections with everybody. He was right that Kendra was going after him. Like, he sniffed it out entirely. Yep. Yep. So like Kendra's over there talking about me right now. Not wrong. He's not a patsy. He's not a winner. He's a, no. he's a big dummy in most of the way Survivor is, but I don't know that people are just going to fool him easily. Like, I don't think he's actually a good, he's a terrible goat. He has yeah. power. He only does what he wants to do. So, I, and yeah, he hasn't become this, yeah, less powerful. Less powerful in the regard that, like, you know, again, I think the four Rebas have the power. Yeah, that that seemed to be like a statement. Ha ha ha. Drew, he's so silly and overconfident. But I think he was right. Yeah, it's a weird thing that, like, everything feels like a comeuppance, except for sometimes those people actually win. Uh-huh. Uh, whereas, yeah. Yeah, like, what did, what, where did Bruce actually come out at the end of this episode? I think. Has an idol, one less Reba, and Caleb is gone. I think the thing for me is. It's just, I still find him so insufferable. Oh, I, I think I, it's actually, agree. it's getting worse, worse by worse. the week. Absolutely. He He's feels... getting worse at that stuff every week. But then, yeah, and then he has this moment of lucidity. Like, I was excited maybe then he'd go home. It's like, ah, it's a bummer that it's not Katara, but great, right. cool. And then it's like, yeah, oh, I mean, shit, it, he's not going anywhere. Like, he sees I, it. And I, I agree with you. Like, he's, his read on Caleb was not wrong in that Caleb. Now, his stupidity of, like, Caleb, don't go talk to them. That was wrong. Yeah, his but stupidity also, of like, like confronting Couture in front of everybody. So right. dumb. Yes. I think it's he's not a good player. No. It just I think the thing that grates on me is just he feels so inauthentic. And it's like he's playing a character for the cameras and it is obnoxious. And I can't take it's getting worse by the week, which is why my ultimate investment is in this story, which Again, is looking more and more like a long shot. But this story where Katura takes him out, like that's what I want. Yeah. If I get that, I'll be like, oh, thank God. I'm just, I'm relieved. You know, that's the heat analogy I was making earlier, where like that is my win over the Celtics. Make that happen, and I'll be like, all right, fine. And like, it's, is it impossible? No, because I think what Katura is going to do is just be the at like the 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 sixth person in the Reba Alliance, and she'd probably push for Bruce as a target. The problem is. That I think, like, from what I've seen, Bruce will see that, you know? He's not a good player, but he's not a dummy. And I think he'll play his idol. And who's Bruce voting for, you know? (laughs) Probably not Drew, apparently, so. Right. Uh, Hey, so one more interesting thing that happened this week is we actually got a flash forward, which was so jarring. Yeah, I I stood up and, like, shook my head. Like, like, what's I was like, whoa, wait. Yeah, yeah, and I, I actually, like, I was like, oh, interesting. Is this legit footage? Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, it's, it's an actual flash forward. Like, this is This is wild. these six people who have never gone to tribal council together. Right, that's why I was, like, hesitating. Like, wait a minute, is this? I'm like, mm, no, that's not constructed. Those are the people that will go to tribal yeah, council. Yeah, and the, so they're actually writing the names down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but the issue with this is, as our commenter Mike Hirsch pointed out, as soon as you saw that flash forward, you had to think that's never going to work out that way. Like that's why they showed it to you because it's never going to work out that way. Eh, not necessarily. And I feel like sometimes the show does that. Like, you know, they tell you who the target's going to be and then it's not going to be that target, but then sometimes it is, you know? So yeah, it just, it, 
at that point, I was like, oh, yeah, I I don't I don't think I see it anymore. Because again, the Katura being willing to make that or to stick her neck out and go to rocks. And I was just like, oh, yeah, no, I, I don't think that's happening. So it was cool, though. Like, I, I liked it as an editing gimmick and obviously not something that you want to do often. No. But like, this is the first one that I recall as a flash forward. Oh, it's 100% survivor. the first time it's ever happened. It was cool. Yeah, it was fun. Like, and like I said, I, th- I because it's the first time. They hadn't established what their rules are for that. You know, and Mike was saying that it's like in a heist movie, you don't show how the heist is going to go. When, you know, because where would be the fun in that? It was like, God, does Survivor know that? You know, like, I don't know if they're playing by that role, right? Maybe they're just like, hey, we could illustrate this because that's what they've been doing lately is finding new ways to illustrate the strategies that the, they've been talking about. Right? And I mean, not only that, I think the the rationale behind that is Probst has said, like he wants to be able to attract a younger audience like he wants you know kids to be able to watch this show with their parents so like you showing kids how this is gonna like a relatively complex vote is gonna go sure that has some utility right yeah so but it didn't spoil it for me i was more like well what are they what are they doing right and then yeah if you do it again and again i agree don't be like do it when yeah. it's organic, when you can do yep. it. And when you can do it in a way that it, it doesn't give it away other than maybe connotatively, right? They showed one vote each, right? We we, we didn't know. Uh, we didn't really right. learn anything more than what we learned. We Yeah, I guess we learned that, like, the vote isn't shifting to Jake or something like that, right? Yeah, um, I, I think the, the value in this is that it, it sort of showed, like, a game mechanic, mm-hmm. right? right? Like, a, But if you do it again. the plan have it actually play out the way that you were fast forwarding it. Right. So that way sure. we don't know. Right. And then, you know, so the next time we do it, it's like, Oh, well then that's not going to happen. Then, Oh my God, it did happen. Right? right. Um, yeah, no. And it's just, yeah. That has been an area which survivors gotten really good lately is new ways to tell these stories and you know, outlay these strategies and stuff, which is good. Cause then it also helps illustrate these ideas and more than just exposition. Or after yep. the fact. And we've seen, you know, they've done it where they, they just surprise and then they flash back and how it went. They've seen it like last season or two seasons ago with Jesse explaining what his plan. And then they like intersperse it with footage of him doing exactly like his rules of, you know, I can't remember what it was. Or, right. you know, even like a little farther back with Christian talking about how he makes, you know, like the, the, the grid based search, search, right? Yes. So like they, they've been really good at this. Uh, and this shows, and it shows that like the show is willing now to be creative with these things. I think for the longest time, there was a fear, like people won't get it if we go too far. Now I think they respect their audience enough in part because audiences are different now, right? The, the methods of viewing is not just, you know, be home at eight o'clock or miss it also because audience is narrow, right? Like, yeah. There's no point anymore in trying to strike out for the broadest of like disengaged audiences. Those don't exist. Right? Right. If people are watching your show, by and large, they are engaged. Obviously, there's still some like programming and networks that rely on like just comfort viewing, right? Like if we just yeah. throw right. cops the, 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 solving crimes, people will watch. But still, it's right. like we can be more because audiences just have to be more sophisticated in order to watch TV at all these days. And right. I, I like that they do stuff like that. 
Right. The bulk of this show's audience is not just people who <laughs> left Wheel of Fortune on yeah. and just kept the TV on the same channel, right? Like it's it's people who tuned in to watch this show. Yeah, and then they engage so. in so many outlets and those outlets and engagement have power. You know, like I think when the show like when CBS is making its renewal decisions, and I don't think I think Survivor will have that almost always. Sometimes they might come back and it's like, yeah, well, of course we'll bring you back, but you gotta become cheaper, right? Which we see them keep doing. But I think they also look at engagement metrics and that sort of thing. And yeah, Survivor has all of that. And they refresh their audiences. And I think because of all of that, they're willing to take, you know, like risks or at least try new things. And some of that is in ways that people hate because how dare they change this game. Uh, but some of it's in this editing stuff. I, you know, I support the show always taking you know, choices. Not at all good. They're not going to be, but it keeps it fresh. And, you know, while we might be getting tired of some elements of this, you know, new Survivor, uh, I don't think it'll be forever. They'll, they'll, right. they'll change that, it again. What they're not doing, though, folks, is they're not changing it back to the way it was. <laughs> We're never going back. They'll just change it to something it's like, else. I think the part of the reason we've stuck around with this show for so long is the evolution. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, it's, God, it, I could not watch this show if it was like the first 10 seasons. And, and I enjoyed thing, a lot like, of those immensely at the time. Of course. You know, as part of that evolution, there are mutations that don't help this show thrive. No. And those just die off. Usually they die off, I should say. And, you know, ultimately, like over time, it becomes the entertainment product that we want. And sometimes Usually. things do come back like the like the auction. Sure. Which, wow, what a damn, what a segue. Um we should we should talk about it next week. Yeah, we'll talk we're about the survivor next auction. Week. If I'm here, I, I don't know if we're doing it, but yeah, when the auction happens, we'll talk about it. But yeah, a little t- teaser for next next. No, week. I'm saying that we should talk about the fact that we got a survivor auction yeah. next week. I mean, that's, that's all I want to say about it. That basically, end, we got yeah. a survivor auction. I, don't <laughs> I I'm also um, I'm not one that's been like, oh my god, I I, I, I can't wait for it. But yeah, it'd be cool to see again, see how it works. You know? Yeah, I have a friend who says that. Um, her husband's favorite part of Survivor is the Survivor auction, <laughs> and I was like, "Really? What a okay. what an interesting part to hone in on." I don't feel but, like yeah. I was ever like a huge fan of it. It's always just like this this thing. It was fine. It was yeah. okay. And there's sometimes there's laughs and all that, but yeah, like the people who've like, "Oh God, when are we getting the auction back?" I'm like, I, don't know. I could take yeah. it or leave it. But Apparently, they're out there. We have it, and so, I'll take it. Yep. Um, anything else about this week's episode? No, uh, everything sucks, and I hate it. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Um, if you want to complain about this week's episode, or if you just want to be contrarian and tell us we're wrong, uh, purplerockpodcast.com is where you can do that. You can go to our comment section. There'll be comments under this very podcast post, and you can talk back to us about the things that we said. Um, and you might even see us reply to you in the comments. How fun for you. Um, you could also see our Fantasy League stuff if you didn't join that too late. It's like six weeks too late. Oh, but was still, this a week of bloodbath in that regard? Um, I mean, I just actually, I was working on the fantasy post this morning, but yeah, Caleb, I think was the number one player. Oh. So, um, it's not going to be great for a lot of people. Did anybody <laughs> in the, like the, the draft leagues leave, lose both of their people in one night? Cause that's no, fun. actually the, um, that happened to me once. So the person who got eliminated in the draft league this week was my wife who had Caleb. There you go. <laughs> so, what a win. Yeah, I think um, in our very first one, I was flying high. I hadn't lost anybody. And then Andrea and Reynolds went out in the same episode. God damn. Well done. Yeah. All right. 
Um, Never played again. That was true. I, I played like four more times and then was out. People love hearing other people talk about their fantasy league performances. We should just do a podcast on that. Not about we fantasy should. survivor, but our fantasy. Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm in. What would be worse? Um, a podcast about us discussing our fantasy teams or our fantasies? Probably the second one. Ooh. I, it's only if we could have it sponsored by a, a genital trimming product. <laughs> My then. fantasy is having a podcast discussing my fantasy teams. Oh, boy. All right. Anyway, anything else, Annie? No, God, no. <laughs> Clearly. Right. Please, God, hit the theme music. This is the 